This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. Everybody, my name's Ron Ecstasy, and this is Blue Men Group. I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Devin Welsh and John Beedrin. Thank what's you, up, guys. Hey, what's up? You're looking spectacular. Uh, you're looking very ready to consume some news, talk about it, synthesize it, extract it, spit it back out right into people's ears. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. On We're oiled Blue up and ready to go. Men yeah. group. Yes, John is. Uh, covering himself in some sort of oil looks like canola oil uh two of major... us are two of us are actually shirtless but we won't say which two um, <laughs> that's yeah, true for if the listener yeah yeah the listener if you can guess send in your your answers and then we'll read them out on next week's episode yeah which yes, one of a... us is wearing a shirt see if you can tell just by how we talk it's very it's yeah. very warm where we are where in 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 the uh, united states midwest all right let's get right to it and ground ourselves in history with This Week in History. June 9th, 1954. On Capitol Hill, U.S. Army Counsel Joseph Welch confronts Senator Joseph McCarthy over his tactics in fighting communist subversion during the Cold War. Have you no sense of decency, sir? At long last, have you left no sense of decency. It's the beginning of the end of McCarthy's political influence. Months later, the Senate takes the rare step of condemning him over his methods. Damn, scathing. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> Joseph McCarthy uh, has zero decency, it seems. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not a decent man. Uh, no. Safe to say. Yeah. I love this because it seems like that's all it took was to accuse him of indecency to just destroy his reputation. Yeah. Simpler uh, times. Yeah. Simpler yeah. times. The power of words in these days was unbelievable. It's true. That was, and it was a classic, um, he who smelt it, dealt it kind of thing. Where it was like, <laughs> you know, they accused him of being a communist. You could accuse yep. anyone of being a communist. Yeah. He spoke against McCarthy. He would call you uh, flatulent. Yep. Yeah, the, the 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 actual red scare of the day was a big old <laughs> fart fest. It, it was, was red beans and rice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was it was a, um, a sordid affair. Lots of gas. <laughs> the, it was actually turned out to be some uh, yeah bad shipment of beans at, at local eateries. Uh, you may fine dining in Washington D.C. Some of the best restaurants in the nation, mm-hmm. probably. But, but uh, it was big bean fad was blowing through town. And the yeah. red scare was actually checking your tidy whities and. You know, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to see if there was any of the remnants of those bad beans. All right. Uh, yeah. The, I, I don't know if that's actually true. Well, how long was the... <laughs> I, I'm No, it wasn't true. But how long was the, the scare? Like, in Congress, I, I mean. Like, yeah, how, long how long were they How long did they McCarthy doing this? have his iron grip on American society? 
Yeah, it's it's so weird. It's a I question mean, for you, dear listener. We yeah, yeah, we're not going to answer. Yeah, we're not going to look it up. <laughs> I don't want you to hear the click clack of my uh, my my typing while while I'm trying to do a show. Yeah, could I have looked that up beforehand? Yes, absolutely. Possibly. Did, did I know that we were going to be talking about Senator Joseph McCarthy? Maybe. Maybe we um, were planning this. Who knows? But let's Who say knows? four years. I feel like something like that is probably pretty yeah, close. Yeah, he's he was a senator for ten years. Okay. Oh damn. <laughs> Where um, is he from? Is he from Wisconsin? I think so. I think so. Uh oh. Um, light on the state. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, for his indecency, primarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for being yeah. So it would be like influential in like a high school way. Yeah, I, I like the idea that his indecency wasn't even about the Red Scare. It's like about something else. He he uh right. he had like some sort of nudie magazine or something like that. Yeah. Like very pro America nudie magazine. And they're yeah. like, Sir, have you no decency? That and then what, what they you condemned d- him for. What you didn't hear is Sir, have you have no decency with that magazine that you brought in here? The gentleman's that, rag? Yeah, it's a it's a longer it's a longer bit that McCarthy does. He's got the but, Sears uh, underwear and lingerie catalog. <laughs> yeah, and he's they're, like they're, he, he's inviting his friends to come see it under his desk. <laughs> yeah, in the Senate. He's, yes. he's pointing. He's pointing at those like torpedo boob kind of bras. <laughs> he's like, look at these. Like, can and you like, believe yeah. that? Yeah, and the Senate parliamentarian is like up on the whatever the dais, sort of pointing over me. Like, what are you guys doing over there? What's <laughs> under you your know, desk? He's like, nothing. Have nothing, you no nothing. decency? <laughs> and that's all it took. Yeah, they would never listen to him again. They would never take him seriously. And uh, yeah. Yeah, he yes. died. I think very shortly thereafter. Immediately, like, even hours. <laughs> I think he died I think. on the Senate floor. Yeah, and yeah. that's funny. That that's that's the best part. Like he went out. He's like, "Do you want? I'm not feeling that great, but I think I'm going to go out with a bang. I'm just going to be a complete dick to everybody for the next mm, four years, and then I'm going to die immediately thereafter once they tell me I have no decency." <laughs> <laughs> it was a suicide but, mission. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, <laughs> McCarthy, uh, you bastard i i hate you i'm i'm sick and tired of of your uh your 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 scare tactics mm-hmm. uh but i would like to see that sears robot catalog yeah, that you, you do have please, yeah flip to yeah, page 362 Blue Man, all right standing up to bullying and demanding that we also get to see the magazine <laughs> yeah please <laughs> please show us uh so yeah uh, mccarthy get the hell out of here all right, everybody, let's go into uh, the, the meat and potatoes, as I always like to say. For some reason, I just have to say that in order to go on to the next thing. It's a bit of a medical condition. Some people call it obsessive compulsive disorder. I call <laughs> I it I'm, me just having fun. I think I'm starting this. to get news scurvy from just having meat and potatoes every week. Yeah, yeah that's true. We need, to, we need to put uh, lemon on top. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Okay, so uh, here we are at the front door of the next segment. Here I go opening it up. What's inside? It's, it's, it's what in, 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 in the news. What is in the news? Yeah, there's there's actually plenty in the news. Um, it's funny how, you know, it no did, matter what happens again. every week, we've got, you know, incredible stories. News uh, factory yeah, cranking them out. They've done it again. <laughs> Everything is happening at all the time. Yeah. And I actually have a really intriguing one. Um, this may perplex you um, and confuse you. France is sending a second Statue of Liberty to the U.S. 
a second statue of liberty. What the hell? Wait a second. Did Don't they we forget already, that we, yeah. Yeah, did they, we already got one. Did they misplace yeah. our order slip? And they were like, oh, we never sent that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> New Yorkers have a surprise gift to look forward to for this Independence Day. A second Statue of Liberty sent by France. This yes. new bronze statue, nicknamed the Little Sister, is one sixteenth the size of the world famous one that stands on Liberty Island. On Monday, during a special ceremony, the smaller sibling was lifted and loaded into a a special container at the National Museum of Arts and Crafts in central Paris, where it has been installed since 2011 in the museum's garden. It will be erected on Ellis Island just across the water from the original from July 1st to July 5th. Oh my god. I was just thinking, like, the National Museum of Arts and Crafts, I just imagine it all to be just refrigerators. And everybody yeah. just sticks it, their art to the refrigerator there door. There are no gallery walls. Yeah, it's just fridges. <laughs> yeah. Um, so but it's more of a Francis sending Second Statue of Liberty to the U.S. for a visit. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. It's sort of, this is like peak, sorry, but this is like peak capitalist realism or whatever, where it's like, mm-hmm. we're doing it again. It's smaller, and it's not for going to be, we're not going to, you can't keep it. We need yeah, it. You can't yeah. keep, it's, it's one sixteenth <laughs> yeah. the size. Yeah. And, and I'll uh, lend it to you. <laughs> You Generosity look. has uh, gone up in price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, is it is it identical? Like, can do we? Is it? Does it look the same? Is it? Is it a different color? Like, mm-hmm. what? I wonder what what the deal is with this this second one. Yeah. No originality. Just a complete copy. So um, it's nine feet tall. I guess. Mm-hmm. So that's one sixteenth of the original. Uh, I got to be still bigger than a regular person, though. To be yeah. fair. Yeah. And maybe that's in some ways a more point. manageable size. What do you mean in some ways? Of course it's more manageable. Yeah. (laughs) You don't go inside of it. Well, I guess you could, if it was hollow, climb inside and pretend to be like a suit of armor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that idea. Um, Yeah, I mean, Lady Liberty, she's... uh, she looks good for her age. I will say that. Well, yeah, yeah, you have some pictures here. The the new one is like, it's like silver gray. It's not green. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's identical. Um, the statue weighs 992 pounds, um, hmm. just shy of 10 feet, made in 2009, um, an exact replica of the original 1878 plaster model preserved by CNAM. Uh. Um, so uh, a rep- the general administrator of the CNAM, the statue symbolizes freedom and the light all around the world, said Olivier oh. Farron. We want to send a very simple message. Our friendship with the United States is very important, particularly at this moment. We have to conserve and defend our friendship. Is France worried about being invaded or something? Is I this know, the Belgium story leaking into the news again? Yeah. What do they? When? Since when do we like share gifts with France? Like, what's yeah, going that's on true. here? Yeah, yeah. There was a territorial dispute between France and Belgium over about mm-hmm. six feet, and I wonder if that has had some diplomatic repercussions in terms of. True. Just wanting to shore up that yeah, relationship, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Just extra space. It's like, listen, we can do one sixteenth. How's that sound? Yep, good, good, good. Well, so this is saying, from you know Belgium is encroaching. You know, like they might need America's firepower against Belgium if this yeah, that's uh, true. This border dispute goes any further. That's yeah. a great point. That is a really good point. Yeah, for and listeners I wonder... who haven't heard our episode on the Belgian Franco border, there was a, a small issue between a. Uh, between the borders because a belgian farmer had extended his fence line thereby mm-hmm. enlarging the territory of belgium into france yeah just as a, a quick s- thank you john yeah. it, it was a uh, a small six and a half foot issue so 
the uh yeah this is i, I i'm intrigued that it, w- it was uh made in 2009 so it's just been si- sitting there since collecting dust <laughs> yeah and then they're like well what should we do it's like send it over to america they'll it's love like that a, shit we have a really small territory dispute let's send over a really small statue yeah they had it saved ready to go it's like okay that's in our back pocket we've got the yeah. mini statue of liberty in case <laughs> mm-hmm. things you know get a little hot we can yeah. send that over and that'll be our get out of jail free card kind of thing right mm-hmm. um I just want to read off some of the description here of what the the Statue of Liberty entails. Um, It represents the Roman goddess Libertas, um, and uh, she is imbued with symbolism. The crown with seven spikes, representing sun rays extending out to the world. Mm. A tablet inscribed with America's date of independence in Roman numerals. And broken chains and shackles lying at its left foot, signifying the abolition of slavery in the United States. Okay, that's good. Um, the date of the ceremony was symbolic as well, held just after the 77th anniversary of D-Day during World War II, when American and other Allied soldiers landed on French soil in 1944, marking the beginning of the liberation of Western Europe from Nazi occupation. Lucky number is 77. The date of the was symbolic, held just after the 77th? Yeah. Like, they, I was going to say, yeah. this is the symbolism here is... is they're extending themselves very hard it's a big just stretch. to make it symbolic yeah. yeah this is this is wild um i wonder if i can get it to come over to the house if i can like get the tiny statue of liberty to yeah waddle on over here can i rent it yeah you should be able to rent it as an american citizen like you could probably get it to poke out of the back of your ford fiesta like sitting in like starting in the passenger seat like out the back with like a bungee cord around the trunk open you could probably drive it around That'd be cool. I would do that. Um, uh, yeah. So, so anyway, yeah, go, the, the article goes on into the history, but we don't really need to go into that. Just the history yeah. of Franco-American relations, yada, yada, yada. Um, the, the gist of it is that the, the mini statue is here for a brief period. Um, actually, it probably has gone now, actually. The date is, has passed. Um, but uh, hopefully some people got to see it. I uh, I, no, I, I don't think so, actually. So the journey for the little sister has just begun. Uh, oh, well, yeah, I guess that's... Oh, never you... mind. In July. In July. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. following the footsteps of the original statue, it will board a ship at the port city of Le Havre or something on June 19th <laughs> and, and reach uh, New York on July 1st. Its final destination will be Washington, D.C., where it will be on display for 10 years. Oh. At the French ambassador's residence. Wait a minute. Wait a second. This sounds like a gift to themselves. Yep. Yeah. There's, but they're putting it on French soil. Yeah, uh, exactly. Is it yeah, exactly. technically in America? We don't, we're not even sure. This well, is a big it from performance. Yeah, that's true. This is um, a big French performance. What kind of... This is like mime. They're miming. Yeah, French theater. I don't really understand it, but... This is it, classic, like, French hard to get or something, where it's like, oh, we really want America to be, like, close to America again. Like, we're worried we're drifting apart. Yeah. And it's like, I got myself a little statue. It's going to be in my <laughs> land. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's like you messing with our you. heads. Yeah, it's like, is <laughs> do they care about us? Are they just using us? This is this is the uh, the exact same as, like, when... You know, you've you've had three beers, right? And you're like, you know what? I shouldn't drive. And you're you're like, hey, you, you go up to your friend. You're like, can you drive me home? And they're like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I don't want you to be driving. That would be that would be terrible. And then you're driving them, and you're like, hey, hey, can you stop at that liquor store right there? And then you you stop in, and then you meet your friend inside, and you're talking. You're taking forever. You start <laughs> sharing some stories with the uh, people behind the counter. You get another six pack. You walk yeah. out. You're like, oh, hey, thanks, thanks for waiting. Uh, all right. 
Now, can you drop me off at Jimmy's house instead? Because uh, it, that's what is going on. Typical They're trying French to get move. us to drop them off at Jimmy's house. <laughs> and we're not going in that direction. We're not going to so. buy it. We should re- no. we should get to the Le Havre port or whatever and reject the mini statue. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's like, put on some enough. chain ourselves yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah, we'll put on yellow vests and we'll stand at Le Havre <laughs> uh, uh, port and we'll and we'll wave like no no for no visibility. It, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's it's yeah, going to p- be purely for visibility. No other reasons. Will we have yellow vests on? Uh, we have ten, we have about uh, ten days to get there. So. Um, let's okay. let's hop let's on leave, our bikes like right right now actually okay. yeah because it's right. going to be a long swim all right we'll get in all right well we'll we'll keep an eye on the uh, french ambassador's residence you know we're always keeping an eye that's one of the uh you know blue man group guarantees is we're going to be keeping an <laughs> eye on these stories now uh mm-hmm. speaking of keeping an eye on a story this one this next one seems a little familiar john do you want to uh take us in on that uh yeah for listeners dedicated listeners of the show of which all of you are because at this point we only have a core cadre uh and you know we'll be, some people will be listening back and listening to some old episodes they may find this to be a little familiar from episode 31 we had uh a mom who dressed up pretending to be a student to gain instagram followers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yes. this week mom arrested for posing as 13 year old daughter at school what come on this time it's in texas instead of florida it's an oh. epidemic throughout the South. Yeah, it's it's a trend. We're trend casting here on Blue Men Group. <laughs> you should be mm-hmm. buying thirty-year-old, forty-year-old women dressing up as children futures. <laughs> futures, yes, yeah. Because there seems to be a general trend here. The um, mothers thir- want to become their daughters. Um, this, yeah, we don't know why, but we see it happening. Tale as old as time. A thirty-year-old mother who was arrested after posing as her daughter at a Texas middle school said she did it. To push for better security. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. You did okay. not do it to push for better security. <laughs> yeah. You don't love security that much to do that. Casey Garcia, who jail records show, is 4 feet, 11 inches tall, and weighs 105 pounds, <laughs> was arrested on one count each of criminal trespass and tampering with government records, El Paso County Sheriff's Office official said. She was also arrested on an unrelated traffic warrant. <laughs> she forgot to okay. signal when she was upping the security. She dressed her car up as a police car and was like, <laughs> trying to pass it off. <laughs> Deputies were notified Tuesday by San Elizario Independent School District campus officials of Garcia trans- trespassing on school grounds and posing as a student. Several posts were being made on social media documenting her posing as a student, and an investigation led to two warrants being issued for Garcia's arrest. So she is just, wow. You know, so she, yeah, she's busted, and then she posts online an explanation. Yeah, in a YouTube video titled, Why I Posed as My 13-Year-Old Daughter, a raw but real answer. <laughs> she says she dyed her hair and used skin tanner to pose as the girl. Um, yeah, so she, okay. I'm assuming that what really happened was she has some sort of weird compulsion to be, like, viewed mm-hmm. as a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And absolutely. she could not think of a good reason when she got yeah. caught. Yeah, or she yeah. came up with that reason in advance in order right. to justify what to her was uh, on a deeper level of desire. Yeah, yeah. Garcia so said I, that after she. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say got, that I found I found the video on YouTube here, and and it's perfect. You know, it's um captioned or or commented with um some hashtags, <laughs> and the two are make a change hashtag and safety awareness. So again, oh. she's she's really pushing this. Uh, security concern um well narrative interesting that's interesting so she wasn't wasting everyone's time and doing some sort of insane stunt she was actually trying to be 
you know, mm-hmm. a positive uh, voice. Oh, in of the course. World. Yeah, it's, okay. it's her. Yeah, her her uh, Athenian oath. You know, she's yeah. just trying to uh, <laughs> you know make the world a little better place. But I mean, it does kind of tie into the the previous case that we talked yeah. about in Florida, I believe. Kind of cause, because that was. The, uh, that hashtag moniker uh, of um, uh, save the children, which is kind mm-hmm. of not necessarily about saving children, it seems. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, uh, you know, like a, um, uh, what do you call that? Like a fad or, or like the satanic panic. It's a panic. Yeah, uh, it's a panic, yeah. And, and this kind of seems like probably a panic thing too. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, so she said, uh, Garcia said that after she asked, was asked for her ID number at the school and whether she had signed in, she was allowed inside. She said school staff was more concerned about her phone being out than in who she actually was. So it sounds like she was lying. Uh, and Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> she was good at lying. She said she was okay. the only student, quote, in one of my classes, adding the teachers were so preoccupied with the students that were online that they weren't paying attention to the students that were there physically. I was the only student in one of my classes. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, okay, none of the other kids are actually at the school. She's the only person that showed up. <laughs> and then it's this 30 year old woman oh, hanging out like the teacher was probably just feeling awkward it's like i don't know who this person is totally well, probably and- we're like okay so this is so clearly this woman is unhinged what do we yeah, do yeah. about this it's like we'll meet in between classes and talk about it and see if yeah. she just goes away yeah, yeah yeah definitely it's like no no reason to like push her buttons or whatever we'll just kind of let her do her thing and just kind of try to figure something out and the whole yeah. phone thing was she was probably you know like jamming her phone in their face being like why don't you notice me and they're just like man please put the phone away and right. then she's like you're more concerned with my phone than you are the <laughs> teaching the, me the, a student yeah. <laughs> yeah this seemed to be on her mind she said she praised her daughter's teachers but said it is a problem at all schools i bet you anything someone else can do this she says in the video this is why i did it whether you agree with me or not um later she says i think the deal breaker for me was actually walking in and posing as a seventh grader yeah that was (laughs) yes that was the deal breaker that that was yes yes i mean i'm no spring chicken but it wasn't hard and i made it to all (laughs) seven periods she's like oh my god can complimenting herself until the last teacher she was female and she said julie can you stay after class and i said absolutely she looked at me and she said, you're not Julie. <laughs> no, I'm not. She replied. <laughs> oh, my God. I took off my mask. I took off my glasses. And I said, no, I'm not Julie. I'm Julie's mom. And she said, why? Why? Yeah, why? Why would you do this, Julie's mom? Come on. Julie's mom, what is going on? She says, I said for a social experiment, I wanted to see if I could make it the entire day without anyone noticing. I'd say up until seventh period, I think that's a very long day for a 30-year-old. Oh, my God. She needed a nap halfway through. Yeah. I did this to prove a point, Garcia says. I proved I could get through the public school system. Oh, is uh, this like a Billy Madison thing where it's like... Yeah, yeah. It's like she never graduated. <laughs> I'm like competent. Eighth grade or whatever. Yeah. It's the uh, public school challenge. The public school challenge is real hot right now. I mean, yeah. it's like, yeah, you are five... You're 4'11". You're 100 pounds. You have a mask and gla- sunglasses on. Like, of course people are going to just assume you're your daughter yeah <laughs> like they haven't seen the students in months like it's like I, it'd be funny if she looks like really similar to the daughter too i'm sure and she so does. it's like legitimately yeah. like kind of difficult like with a <laughs> mask on to tell the difference i don't mean to uh, i don't mean to incite save the children but think about her daughter somebody needs to save oh that daughter God, <laughs> i know because like she must be so fucking embarrassed and annoyed and just like oh, how do you deal with your mom like that It'd be I'm okay. very, I'm very happy my mom never tried to be pretend she was me and go into my classes that we know of. Right, true. 
She adds, I ate lunch without my mask on. I mean, I thought that that was going to be the deal breaker, but it's not. Um, appearing to oh remark on the feedback she has received online, she says, somebody commented that I look 35. That was rude. Oh. <laughs> oh she wants God. to pretend she's 17 again. Yeah, she does. Yeah. yeah, clearly, if she made that comment, like it contrasts with her, her attempt to look yeah. like a teenager. Exactly. I'm um, telling you right now, we need better security at our schools, she says in the video. This is what I tried to prove. I feel... I kind of feel like I proved it. Oh. Yes, you need to be, you know, yeah, watched you need to by be secured. Like, yeah, yes. yeah. The school needs to watch out for you. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, I I just want to take a listen to uh uh just a just a 30 seconds of her just, okay. so, just hear what this, yeah, let's so we can what. place this and and yeah, but we're not going to listen to the whole thing. You can look this up. It's why I posed as my 13-year-old daughter a raw but real answer. Here we are. So my integrity is being put on the line big time. Um, my husband's cousin just called me and said that it made the news. I don't watch the news because I find it depressing. <laughs> I'm going to try to make this as short and simple as I can. So I do 12 minute video. <laughs> not have to edit. And I'm going to try to make it not so interviewing. That's what we say in the beginning of all of our videos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It won't be long. Views. I didn't do this to get likes. I didn't yes, you did. didn't do this. So people could be mad at me and I could never walk around El Paso again. Which honestly, you guys are assholes. Hmm. What? Well, yeah. I did wow, this she's okay. Really like, luxuriating in the uh, like public. attention in the video and like yeah. the moment here. You know, I'm actually, I'm kind of convinced actually. That she's um, doing it for security what? reasons? Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to, once I can hear her talk about it, I can, I feel like she's being sincere. She sounds super, yeah. Her integrity is on the line and she's kind of, you know, defending it pretty hard here. It, she's like, uh, she's like the bar rescue. She's John Taffer for public school security. Yeah, that's a good way of seeing it. <laughs> um, hold on. I just, she's about to explain why she did it. School system, the private school system is not really... Let me explain my day to you. All right. Okay. God. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. Bail. I'm done. Okay. I'm done. All right. <laughs> I've heard enough. I believe yeah. her case closed. Sure, yeah. Um, we need more volunteers of this nature, I guess, need, or something. Yeah. We need more moms to. I don't. Yeah. What's the issue that people are wearing masks? I don't get it. Oh uh, yeah. Know, it, it seems like it's she. I, I don't know. It, yeah. the, the whole thing. She's like, yeah, I didn't. That when you preface a video about all the reasons why you didn't do this. I have a feeling they may be the reasons that you did do it. And also, uh, just making a 13-minute, 12-and-a-half-minute video about uh, how you're like now a security expert. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not into it. But um, I mean, people are just she mad does at have how experience. raw and real she is. Yeah, she, I mean, had, she, she, did, she does have direct experience. So That's true. That's Devin, true. All right. Devin's kind of making some points here. I get it. I get yeah. it. Well, I'm thanks. agnostic on it. Thanks, well, we'll be keeping uh, our eye on uh, <laughs> yeah, Ju we Julie's mom. <laughs> yeah, Casey, Casey Garcia at 4 feet 11, 105 pounds. Uh, we're going to keep an eye on you. Are on you are on notice. You are on notice. All right, let's uh, spin the globe and take ourselves over to... Uh, one of everybody's favorite countries, Afghanistan. And, um, okay. We, we, as you may know, it's been a bit of an active situation there for the past, uh, 20 plus years. Yeah. In terms it, it of, really uh, has. 
You know, we have some American troops there. We had some Canadian troops there. German troops. Listen, NATO. NATO is there, baby. And uh, do you know what? A lot of these NATO countries, they want to drink a few beers after they're done shooting oh yeah people they want a few brewskis <laughs> they did they, they or whatever is going on over there security i think security or something yeah. like that Casey i think Garcia that's what's overseeing the uh se- private security forces over there in in nato yeah. yeah uh we got a headline here this is from uh, uh also one of everybody's favorite news sources fox <laughs> news uh german military to ship surplus beer back from afghanistan Nice. That's a sign that the war is really over. When they yeah, bring the true. beer back. Yeah, when they bring Come on, the beer boys. back. Bring it back. Yeah. They, it, that, they're not planning on being there much longer, clearly. Yeah. When the Germans are like, well, there's too much beer there. Um, no, we bring some home. Well, yeah, once it's dry, there's not going to be any German soldiers left. So yeah. this for, for anti-war activists, for people that believe in peace, uh, this is yeah, this is big news. huge news this story that you're not yeah. going to hear anywhere else except fox news and here um yeah yeah so the germans are uh they've got their beer they want to take it home because they can't waste beer especially in uh, germans hate wasting beer and uh also you can't really drink beer in afghanistan or, or buy it i imagine um so the german military says it's found a solution for an unusual logistics problem its troops in afghanistan face a glut of beer defense ministry spokeswoman Christina Ruzzi said Monday that a recent decision by the German commander in Afghanistan to ban the consumption of alcohol for security reasons has resulted in a pileup of beer, wine, and mixed drinks at Camp Marmal in Mazar-e-Sharif. Sounds like a party. Yeah, mixed drinks, I know. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of it's like a spring break Afghanistan, spring break Mazar-e-Sharif. <laughs> yeah, they so they banned the consumption of alcohol for security reasons. I guess there was maybe some alcohol alcohol related issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then these poor German soldiers being denied this kind of um, this continuously piling up yeah. uh, cachet of alcohol. Their rations of standard issue like mixed drinks, like yeah, yeah. standard issue screwdriver or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a fuzzy navel. They're like, yeah. can I get a uh, you know, <laughs> sex on the beach, please? As you're yeah. in Mazar e Sharif in the I'm sorry, we can only serve Shirley Temples now. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So here's a here's something funny. It says German soldiers are usually entitled two cans of beer or equivalent per day. Nice. So that's, that's kind of very cool. very fair, very humane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but you like know, it to be three, but that's okay. Exactly. Yeah. I was gonna say three, after you start that having second, a little bit of fun. Yeah. 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 After that second, you just want a third, and yeah. then once you have that <laughs> third, it's it's like gates are open for mixed yeah. drinks. If you give a yeah. German military uh, officer a beer. He's yeah, gonna he's gonna want. Yeah. He's gonna want <laughs> a few. Yeah, you teach give him, him a cookie to, if you give him a beer. Yeah, there. So Rootsy said the military had found a civilian contractor who will take the alcohol back out of the country. By the way, my name's uh, Ron Axie. I'm a civilian contractor, and uh, I will <laughs> yeah, be. Yeah, I know it's it's a growing business, the beer retrieval business. We should for, uh, we uh, should bid yeah. on it. We'll be like, we'll do it for free. Yeah, yeah, listen, yeah. yeah. Under under yeah, exactly. Just need a flight over there, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, they they're gonna take the alcohol back out of the country ahead of the German troops withdrawal from Afghanistan as the NATO mission in the country ends in the coming months. So wow. the German army said that the. 22,600 liters, which is almost 6,000 gallons of alcohol, including almost 60,000 cans of beer, 
couldn't be sold in Afghanistan due to local religious restrictions or destroyed for environmental reasons. Wow, that's a pickle. Uh, you can't sell it. You can't throw it away. Yeah. You got to retrieve it. Yeah, somebody's got to go go get this and uh, I'll do it. And um, <laughs> yeah, proceeds from the German contractor sale of the beer elsewhere should cover the cost of transporting it out of the country, the army said. So they know that they've done the math, they've done the accounting. It's going to work out. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but as we said, we would love to bid on this and we will do it for uh, way less than any of the existing military contractors will do it for. And uh, we have no experience, but um, I think how about sell it? Yeah, we could sell it at uh, like German German parties. Yeah, Uh, we could could throw a party business. Yeah, yeah, throw it like just one giant kegger. Yeah, somewhere in Germany. Why don't we just we'll say this? Our official bid is whatever the leading bid minus one dollar. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, uh, Price is Right. We'll just we'll just say one dollar. We'll be like one dollar, Bob. (laughs) <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll get it and they'll be like you're the you're, yeah you you're you're the closest you got it yeah <laughs> yeah so i mean that is that is a ton of beer sixty thousand cans of beer they could they could just do one you know big open air festival in germany and sell all that probably yeah mm-hmm. um or again we could just take it off of their hands they're turning the uh zone of conflict into a beer garden <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that would be very, very cool. Put up some, you know, benches. Yeah, it's it's like welcome to uh welcome to Little Munich here in uh <laughs> Mazar e Sharif. It's uh you can get uh Obatzer cheese, uh you can get a nice various kinds of dunkel beers and uh <laughs> lagers, all sorts of stuff. It's gonna be great. Um you're gonna well, love we can't we can't wait to visit. Yeah. Spring break, Mazar e Sharif. So yeah, mm-hmm. let's uh let's help our German friends out there. Uh you know, this is a, I know it's military and we don't want to be necessarily involved with that kind of stuff, but hey, there's beer, so we got to do if it something. Ends the war. I mean, come on. Exactly. Yeah. This is a as as Devin said, this is an anti-war move uh to bring yeah. home the it's like we're going to bring home the troops and the beer. Yes. We got to drink for peace. Drink for peace. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's spin the globe once again. Looks like we have some more uh wait, is this am I seeing this correctly? We have more Amelia Earhart news? Wow. We have some breaking Amelia Earhart news. The story is just on fire. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, we got a headline here. Last known letter from Amelia Earhart's navigator found by a California man. Oh so no, the it's navigator Fred, no one. <laughs> The Fred, the navigator, also not mentioned by name in the headline. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we still don't know who he is, even though we do know who he is. So we covered this last week, and we and the week before, and <laughs> the week before we were talking about how we found out, you know, spontaneously on air that there was someone else in the plane with Amelia Earhart when she went down. Really? And it was navigator <laughs> Captain Fred J. Noonan, which Noonan, Devin, yes. Devin or Mark sounds awfully similar to no one. We no like one. to call Fred no one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it looks like he does. There is evidence here that he was a real person. There seems to be yeah, some yeah. kind of hard evidence here that he lived. Allegedly. Allegedly. Not we're not yeah, sure we believe allegedly. it, but. Yeah, we're, we're Captain Fred J. Noonan truthers in a way. We're, we're like... It's always uh, Amelia this, Amelia that. Nobody gives a shit about Fred Noonan. 
So do you want to lead us into this? Uh, almost, or I can do it. Almost 84 years after Amelia Earhart and her navigator, Captain Fred J., no one, when missing during their attempt to <laughs> circumnavigate the globe, letters written by Noonan dur- during their journey have been brought to light. Okay. In fact, one of the letters is believed to be the last known correspondence from the pair before they disappeared, according to a recent report. Weren't they yeah. together? It's, the letter is just like, <laughs> everything's going great here on the plane. There doesn't seem yeah. to be any issues. The, yeah, we're flying into like, a very beautiful part of the world. Amelia, <laughs> Not a cloud annoying. in the sky. <laughs> I try to pilot the aircraft, but Amelia always uh, poking at my back and asking me to look at things. I yeah. fear that I may crash. Yeah. But uh, oh, wishing you Spirits well. Spirits are high here in the cockpit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Hunter Person from San Diego said Excuse he actually me? learned. I'm sorry. Yeah. Who is the story? Hunter Person? Who's the source? So, Hunter Person, a.k.a. Person Hunter. H.J. Um, Human. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I know was, who did it. The Person Hunter. <laughs> Yeah, Person Hunter probably killed both of them, um, or Person Hunter's grandfather or something. (laughs) Said he actually learned about the letters when he was a teenager, KSWB reported Wednesday. According to the station, the four handwritten letters from Noonan, spanning from 1935 to 1937, were found 40 years ago in Person's grandfather's desk. Oh my God, you called it. You did call it. I didn't even even read that ahead of time. Nice, good. So that was pure clairvoyance. Nice. Amazing. According to Person's mom, Beverly, Noonan had been a family friend and had started writing to her parents when she was only 15, KSWB reported. Wait, we're so keyed into this Earhart story that you're just like, you're ready to fill in the blanks here. You know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, I I get it. We've been doing so much research, we could just write the history ourselves. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's all coming together. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was exciting finding it after all those years because it was kind of lost for a while. Yeah, just like Amelia. (laughs) Yeah, they had this in their back pocket and they knew that when the time was right, they would surface it. Well, they were Mm -hmm. like, okay, these letters are from your grandfather. And I was like, who's our grandfather? And it's like, uh, Fred Noonan. And it's like... Doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. Had okay. no idea that he was on the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. KSWB reported that person recently decided to share the four letters publicly with KSWB and the San Diego Air and Space Museum. One of the most significant finds is a 17-page letter postmarked from Java on June 23, 1937, just eight days before Noonan and Earhart lost radio contact over the Pacific Ocean and disappeared, KSWB reported. Oh, my God. It's an exciting letter. It tells the whole trip, and the last postmark was from Bandung, Java. Person what were they doing? The what do you think they were doing in Indonesia? Hanging out, buying out. coffee. Yeah, yeah. It's it's strange. They like, looking around. They sh- they like brought on board like twenty kilos of like green coffee beans to like make a mint on while they were over there. And it's like <laughs> yeah, and then that's heavy. what sunk them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or, yeah I mean, I know one got them in the end. One thing that they weren't doing was probably uh, taking care of their plane. Yeah, they didn't. I know, exactly. <laughs> they were like um, sightseeing instead of visiting the mechanic or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Jim Kendrick from the San Diego Air and Space Museum told KSWB that it is the last known letter written before Earhart and Noonan disappeared. There's nothing like this, Kendrick told the station. This is like someone's journal. This is like a diary, you know? It's a It's like a letter. We, it's yeah, like, we just it's never expected. <laughs> I never expected to ever read something like this, ever. Damn, he's selling this really hard. Yeah. Yeah. This is big news within the Amelia Earhart community, apparently. Yeah, that's true. This is scintillating stuff. Person, uh, Hunter Person, <laughs> told KSWB that he is trying to decide whether the letters will end, where they will end up, and is considering a museum or a collector. 
Following an unsuccessful first attempt to fly around the world, Earhart decided to try again in 1937. In July 2nd, the pair departed from Papua New Guinea, flew toward Howland Island in the Pacific Ocean so they could refuel. However, they never arrived on the island. Damn. Damn. So there we go. We've got the letter, but it doesn't really go into too much. There's not like a smoking gun in the letter. Yeah. That we know of. Yeah, there may have been a uh, smoking engine, though, in that uh, Lockheed Electra nice. they were flying as it flew right into the <laughs> ground and uh, never found... Into, uh, the, into the ocean or into a time uh, space-time warp reality shifter or yeah. possibly being abducted yeah. by aliens. The letter ends with, we love doing barrel roll. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, so I, I guess, yeah, we're just going to keep keep keeping an eye. We're going to keep keeping an eye on the uh, Amelia Earhart beat because it seems as though the news is just flowing out. Maybe yeah. it has something to do with these kinds of uh, unclassified or declassified um, UFO sightings and stuff by the Navy mm-hmm. that are coming out. And True. Like, maybe this is some sort of, uh, you know, we can tie that in maybe. Uh, Fred J. Noonan, nobody knows who the hell he is or right. why he was on the flight. Human person, um, another another uh, character of interest. Yeah, there's there's a yeah. lot. There, if So I we, we have a whiteboard here in the, uh, the BMG studio, and we're just mm-hmm. making uh, connections left and right. It's, it's so full that it's not even a whiteboard anymore, Ridley. It's like a rainbow quilt. Right. Yeah, and exactly. It, all of the connections are going in a triangular shape. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. We can't quite mm-hmm. figure out what it means. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Bermuda in the middle, and even though they are, it landed nowhere near the Bermuda Triangle. It says Bermuda in the middle, and we don't know who wrote that. Um, <laughs> it doesn't look like any of our handwriting, so I think we're it trying stands to for that something. Yeah. Well, that's 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 good, and uh, thank you, Amelia. We're always thinking about you. Um, yeah, that was uh, this week, and uh, or sorry, uh, what's in the news? We have a lot of news. Uh, as as always, uh, this past week, I mean, we we learned about Afghanistan. We learned about um, more about Amelia Earhart, and uh, uh-huh. we we learned how to uh, break into public schools, and also about uh, France's um, gift that isn't really a gift. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's but that yeah. takes me to our next segment. It's the solution, it's the solution of the solution week. Of the week. All right, so what we have here is uh, something... We love solutions. I know, yeah, I was just going to say, I'm always looking for another good solution to keep in mind. This is the yeah. second solution of the episode because the beer uh, story is somewhat of a solution, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and some people never, like, learn from their mistakes, like, you know, maybe Amelia Earhart, who mm-hmm, was unable mm-hmm. to fly around the world, maybe should have took the hint. Um, yep, Exactly. And- you know, if you ever find yourself in a situation, it's always good to learn from someone else's mistakes or creative problem-solving solutions. So I'm always looking forward to hearing some of these. Yeah, and just just to let you know, this is not about any sort of like cleaner, like cleaning solution or anything like that. It has nothing no. to do with that. These, Don't drink these are, that. Do not drink that. These are about <laughs> um, uh, solutions, like uh, coming up with answers to things. Right. Problem-solving. Problem-solving, right. as we like to call it. All right, here we got a headline. Um Bride dies at her own wedding, leading groom to marry her sister instead. What? So <laughs> this is <laughs> this That's is great. wacky, everybody. That was a good reaction. 
So, in an unexpected turn of events, one man in Uttar Pradesh, India, married his bride's sister after his bride collapsed and died at the altar. Oh my god. The Times of India reports the scene played out on Thursday night as Mangesh Kumar performed his nuptials with his bride-to-be, Serbi. According to the outlet, Serbi complained of uneasiness and then <laughs> collapsed. Uneasiness. During the wedding rituals, the family quickly rushed her medical facility. Excuse me. The family quickly rushed her to a medical facility, but sadly, she was pronounced dead on arrival. DOA, they used to call that. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) She reportedly died of a heart attack. Yeah. These things can happen. Strange, uh, unusual for a woman to die of a heart attack. Yeah. uh, Especially. And at your wedding, too. Like, yeah. Not good. She must have been nervous. Yeah. Um, cold feet. She kept complaining of cold feet. Yeah. yeah and they didn't <laughs> yeah. take her seriously. Like, It'll be yeah. fine. It's, it's Serbia. You're fine. It's going to yeah. be fine. It's cool. It's Serbia. It's good. You're fine. <laughs> Everybody just like shaking her. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, yeah. And just working her up into like a psychotic lather. Her, her heart's Everyone's beating surrounding it, like, her. You're fine. You're fine. It's okay. Yeah, you're fine. You're it's fine. like, give her space. No, no, no. Just yeah. make her. It's fine. Okay. So according to News Hub, the family brought the deceased bride's body back to their home prior to cremation per local tradition. But the bride's untimely death wouldn't stop the wedding festivities from taking place. Once home, the groom spoke with Serbi's parents to ask for their other daughter's hand in marriage. Quick. That was quick. Next best. Yeah. Quick thinking. <laughs> um, the deceased bride's yeah, he, younger he sister. He has like a quick idea where he's like, <laughs> wait, wait a second. This His might be crazy, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, shockingly... The parents agreed. The ceremony took place while Serbi's dead body lay in another room. <laughs> oh, my, oh God. my God. Sorry, but you know, okay, so here's what I imagine. Like, okay, it's India. They like, they travel for their weddings, I think. They're like big festivities. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. yeah everyone's in, invited. Everyone goes. They spend a lot of money. Yeah. And it's like, she dies on the day of the wedding. So it's like, they yeah. spent everything. Everyone's there. And it's like... We have all this yeah. like German beer that's going to expire, like yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> that they got on the cheap from <laughs> yeah. uh, some off-label contractors. You hate it, to waste like a ceremony, you know. Statue of Liberty standing up there, like a tiny one. They're like, yeah, oh, they we, we got mini we rented statue. this. Yeah, and like presumably he had his pick of the daughters. Like he selected the first best bride. So it's like the second daughter. They were like, well, we're not sure if she's going to get married soon or what. But it's and it's like, well, <laughs> might as well, might yeah. as well. So here we, oh my God, it gets even like, this is nuts. Uh, angry with the sudden turn of events, Serbi's brother, Sarab, said it was a bizarre situation as the wedding of my younger sister was being solemnized, solemnized, oh my God, I can't, I'm not good at this, <laughs> while the dead body of my other sister was lying in another room. Yeah. It's tough, but as a brother, Sarab, you should be supportive of your younger sister and happy oh, for totally. her on her most special day. I mean, totally. her day. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah, her day. this is important. She's been looking forward to this for yeah. like yeah. five minutes. Um, we did not know what to do at the time, the bride's brother continued to say, according to News Hub, uh, some, which is like Pornhub, but for news. So <laughs> someone who, has ha- who had come to the wedding suggested that my younger <laughs> sister, Nisha, should marry the groom. 
Oh my god! So it's just one like loud person at the weddings, like yeah, yeah. In the yeah, back, Nisha in the back of the room, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just get married? Yeah. yeah, yeah. She should get married to her. Yeah. Like, who said that? Who like, who is? Doesn't them? matter. That was a great idea. Yeah, that's a perfect <laughs> idea. The guy runs out of the building. He's like, <laughs> he's not even part of the family. Um, uh, I'm so imagining both- when you said News Hub is like Pornhub, but for news. Sorry, I have to imagine this headline now, but like ran through the Pornhub generator. Oh no! Oh, John. Right. Sorry. Uh, both We're editing the f- this out. <laughs> both turn his mic off uh both the families discussed and uh were were disgusted no uh both the families discussed and agreed to it uh mm-hmm. the bride's uncle spoke with local outlet tv9 to express the decision to move forward with the wedding of the groom and serby's younger sister wasn't easy it was a tough decision for our family said serby and nisha's uncle they should get married serby and nisha's <laughs> uncle it sounds like they've got a good thing going they on they have a lot in common uh, one daughter was lying dead in one room and the wedding of another was going on in another room. We have never experienced such mixed emotions. We were very <laughs> grateful to rent a hall with two rooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh we were glad that we were able to break it up a little. Yeah. <laughs> How is the music? I wonder. It's like, no, no, no sad music. No, 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 good music. We want yeah. good music. Yeah. No, sad music. You can hear uh, both in each room. It's like. We uh, could serve you in the chill-out room, and we uh, <laughs> went back into the main room. <laughs> the grief over the death of Serb, uh, of Serbi and the happiness of Nisha's wedding is yet to sink in. Uh, as reported by News Hub, Serbi's last rites were performed at the wedding, and uh, Mangesh Kumar's wedding isn't the first uh, ceremony from India to end in such a bizarre way. Last month, one bride married a wedding guest after her groom went missing. According to reports, when it became clear to that the groom hadn't gone missing under mysterious circumstances, the bride's family deliberated the pool of potential husbands in the groom's wedding party and selected a new groom. They were married at the venue later that day. There's so chill about marriage in India. That is. They should also maybe think for a little bit about the person that she ended up marrying and whether or not he was responsible for the disappearance of the original. (laughs) Yeah. He was in love with her secretly the whole time. Yeah, like it's kind of like a kind of who benefits type of thing. Qui bene, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that guy did just get married. And then then also that that wedding... um, it's like where where's the groom and then some some guy who looks identical to fred j noonan walks in he's like i don't know and then like scurries out (laughs) yeah fred j noonan was the one that suggested he marry the sister um he's still around folks he's wreaking havoc and uh, (laughs) we we wish he had died in that plane crash but yeah he's sort of a john barleycorn figure now yeah (laughs) so that that's uh that's our news out of uh india there and um wow congratulations to um uh mangesh kumar and uh nisha as a Uh, problem solver what a wonderful solution yeah Yeah, that is that is an incredible solution and uh that is our solution of the week all right everybody let's go into the final segment of of our show here today oh Uh, yeah one of the most important segments we do also the most popular Also, the most popular, according to John, last week's numbers. All right, everybody got the dashboard up right now. And it looks as though our dip that we've been experiencing as a show is easing off and we're on our way up. Over the past 14 days, we're only down 6%. 
So yeah, we're still we're still sliding, but the True. yeah the worst I think is behind us. Yeah, yeah. We've endured um, the panic, the exhaustion that set in when we yeah. saw the numbers just in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and now it feels like we're heading in for maybe a safe landing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh. Yeah, hold I do on one think second. so. I'm I'm projecting some uh, some statistics and some figures here. If you look at our numbers for the last few weeks and mm-hmm. you overlay yeah. the price of Bitcoin. Yeah, true. It's, it's almost identical. It's almost identical. <laughs> identical. Something is up, Satoshi. You crazy listeners, you! I don't know what you're doing. Are but we being market market manipulated? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, These we, numbers, I, yeah, they're suppressing our numbers. Yeah. Um, I call this a uh, quantitative easing. Actually, it's uh, got a um, a better name than for than just our, our dedicated f- followers and fans. Please continue to hold steady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah please hold. Please hold. Please, please hold. hold. And um, yeah, the numbers, whatever the numbers we tell you are, just double that in your head because mm-hmm. that is probably the more accurate number. Yeah, the exactly. mainstream uh, Podbean uh, yeah. media doesn't want you <laughs> nope. to, to feel that this show is a huge success, but they're, they're suppressing our numbers because they don't want us to win. Yep. But uh, quickly rattling them off here, uh, last seven days we've got 116 uh, downloads. Okay. Uh, previous 14 days we've got 246. Mm-hmm. Not bad, not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, previous 30 days, 561. Okay, nice. okay. Yeah. And then all time downloads has increased, as it is wont to do, uh, to 3622. That's great. So, yeah, yeah and, and as we said, it, it's not, we're, we're not doing exact weeks now, and so it's not. It still has a few days to uh, get some listens, and I know that a lot of people will end up listening on those Friday, you know, that, that commute back home on Friday. Maybe oh, maybe yeah. you're on the uh, public transportation in Vienna. That's a popular place oh, yeah. to listen to it. Um, I mean, there's... you're in New York City. Maybe you're riding around on your bike. You've got yeah. earbuds in. Very dangerous, but yeah. just, um, <laughs> you know... Maybe you're, yeah, maybe you're at a wedding in India and you're sort of like, okay, something bad happened. Everyone's like taking a break. We're not sure exactly what we're going to do. I have a couple of like, you know, I have like a couple hours to kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can listen to us. You can chill it. You can make an informed decision about how to move forward with the wedding after you mm-hmm. listen to an episode. Exactly. So, I mean, we're looking at the geographic stats just for this past week or so. And I still, we're getting a lot of listens from the United States. We love our American listeners and we're very Bye. thankful for them. We got Canada. Canada. Canada's coming up. right up. Canada's it was coming 9. up. 9.9%, I think, last time we checked. That's big. 13.74 now. That's oh, big. Canada. Now look at this. In third place. Austria. Wow. That is huge. Austria. Did we did we we did not expect Austria to be in third place. Right behind them. The cap. Argentina. Right behind them. Robbie Abiobi, New Zealand. And right behind that, we have Slovakia. So that's an incredible uh, little little slice of life for you. This is a global, absolutely global podcast. Yeah. And um, we thank you so much. And we really, really want you to focus on yourself this over this next week. And uh, But not at the cost of everyone else. <laughs> well, focus on yourself, but remember us, too. It's yeah. just us and you now. Okay? Yeah, so exactly. You're walking through the world. You're alone. But don't worry. We're with you. Yeah, those steps you see, that's us. That's we us were carrying being. you the whole time. We've been carrying you this whole time. So let's keep that going. Let's keep that energy going. And we love you very much. We hope you love us too. Well, we know you do because you're listening. But uh, we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.